Hi, this is Kathy. And this is Charity, and you're listening to Macchiato Moms at Midnight. We just have a short disclaimer before we get started here. Um, uh, there will be some content that is not suitable for young listeners, so if you're in the car with your kiddos, we suggest you maybe uh, listen to some music <laughs> or one of our other podcasts. But um, save this one for when you are alone or have headphones in or something and um, little ones aren't around. Just because we talk about some things that are for grown-ups. So the next two weeks we are going to be doing our testimonies. And um, we are going to start with mine. And then next week we'll put out Kathy's. Yeah. And we did try to actually do it all in one episode, and somehow Charity's testimony all got deleted. Or, like, just didn't record. Just didn't record, yeah. So it was a bunch of a... We're starting over. White noise. Which it's, is kind of how I feel when I talk anyway. It's probably so, because we were in the car or something happened. Yeah. But, um... It's probably because I'm doing this all the time. Yeah. We have to keep <laughs> it from turning off, but... Yeah, so we are starting with this one now, actually, because I started... But we're going to switch it around because we wanted to make sure we had the disclaimer in there. Um, So Charity's going to start the ball, and then you're going to hear mine next week. All right. um, I actually don't even know how to start this. I was trying to think of what I said in the last one. I have no idea. And I I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't, and I've never, like, given my whole testimony. It's such a, which is weird, weird, because you feel like when you meet people, like, that's kind of a thing. Yeah. Like when you're a church and in a group. Because we're involved in a lot of groups. I feel like that'd be a thing that you commonly ask people. Ask people. Because that's How'd something that I know? always ask I, people. Well, that's what I want to know. Yeah. How'd you come to know Jesus? Yeah. But, um, um well, you could start with your that's what, childhood. Yeah. So I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So I, uh, I grew up in half Christian home. <clears throat> um, my mom was a Christian. I don't know if my dad was when I was younger or if, I, like, I don't know if he had a preference. I know that he grew up Catholic. I don't know if he just didn't believe in God at all or if he um, just wasn't practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but we went, I mean, we did the, went to church every Sunday. My mom is really, really into God. <laughs> um, but we, she never, and I don't, I, I feel like there should be a disclaimer if my mom ever listens to this. Yeah, mom. Yeah. <laughs> don't, like, don't take this personally. <clears throat> but I don't. I don't feel like there was ever really someone who would constantly tell me like what I needed to be doing, like that it had to be personal for me. Mm-hmm. I would hear stories and um, that was kind of it. And we didn't, the church that my mom goes to, she still goes there. Um, it's an older generation, which isn't bad, but they just, they didn't have things for my, me and my sister. And there was only like one other girl that was my age who lived there. Um, there was a lot of teens, but no one really younger than that. So there wasn't, I mean, we would go into the nursery and I know that we would sing songs, but there was never, I don't even remember like a real story going on. They hear our screaming children <laughs> in the background. <laughs> that's what I'm it's, well, it's almost midnight. <clears throat> yeah. And my son always likes to wake up at midnight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like instinct to wonder if we should stop. Yeah. Um, we'll wait till they come and bang on the door. Yeah. Wait till the husbands <laughs> decide to throw in the flag. <laughs> Um, so I never, I mean, we went to church on Sundays and then, uh, my dad really wasn't present 
uh, he just worked a lot and he worked because he wanted us to have nice things, but he, and he didn't want us to have the life that he had growing up and he had a really abusive dad. Uh, but he started to resent us, I think for feeling like he had to work so much. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with that, just him not being there and then feeling like my existence made him upset with having (laughs) to have like that burden, I guess. Yeah. Um, then my mom, she would, I mean, she would do her best to try to like give us love and have that, like not be something that was a big factor, but obviously young girls, they always want, they always want their dad and yeah. And it was hard because you need both. Yeah. Yeah. And he would, um, he would always say nice things. Like if we weren't fighting, he would say things like you could do, you could be anything you want to be, you know, traditional things like that. Mm -hmm. But so it would it would be really weird because I would have that and then all of a sudden he was, yeah he was mm-hmm. mad at me for just being <laughs> um, yeah and then there wasn't really anyone in the church who um, pursued us relationally I guess mm-hmm. um, I don't know what that would look like for a child we had <clears throat> we had one really good youth uh, youth pastor but she actually got cancer and died she was no longer there. Um, so we just did, I mean, we went in with the older church to, I don't, I can't remember how old I, it was like five when you start going and sitting in like big church mm-hmm. was what we would call it. Wow. And so I would, I mean, I would be drawing. Yeah. Understand anything they're saying. Yeah. Exactly. And no one ever tried to explain yeah, it to me. So not really anyone to <clears throat> break it down for kids. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, when I got to just. I can't, I don't know how old I was, but my mom gave us the choice of you can keep going or you can stay home. And I mean, that's a good thing to give your children, Mm -hmm. but you also need to have like a better foundation than what we had Mm -hmm. (laughs) to give them that choice. Yeah, You kind of get, lead them up to having their own relationship with God, Mm -hmm. then let them choose. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, so, I mean, at the point that I was at, I chose not to continue going to church um, and that was right, uh, I think I was right before seventh, seventh, eighth grade-ish was when we got the choice to do that. Um, and that was when a lot of things got really bad with my dad. We ended up moving out somewhere in that same time frame. Um, my mom and my dad uh, split up multiple times and that was the first time that we moved out. Uh, so it was just me, my sister and my mom on our own um and I had the the bedroom that I had it was a two-bedroom apartment that we were in was supposed to be a basement that they read into a kid's bedroom and it was really secluded from the rest of the house you had to go through the kitchen and then through the laundry room in like a computer-ish room all of this makes it sound a lot bigger than it was (laughs) and then it was and then the room little rooms (laughs) the room was fairly large that I got to have as my room um, but it was really secluded. So mm-hmm. I would just, I mean, I just remember being alone a lot of the time. <clears throat> um, and then, I mean, we would, we would pray and do those kinds of things at holidays. Um, but that was, that was kind of it. Um, no one, like my mom never asked me if I would, if I was praying about something and if I would come to her with an issue I was having at school, she would never say you should pray about it. Like, have you talked yeah. to God about have it? About it was just this it, yeah. never this thing. Or can we? Can I pray with you? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and I, 
I mean, she died. I don't even remember her praying with me. I remember her saying, she would say things in the car, like, if we almost got an accident and she'd slam on the brakes and we were, like, magically saved, you know, mm-hmm. she would be like, oh, thank you, God. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that was really it. Yeah. Um, but she, um, we, so we ended up moving back, obviously, with my mom and dad, and that was right before high school started. Um, and just natural tendencies of girls who don't have their dads around and aren't being led in a Christian or just religious manner. Um, I was looking elsewhere elsewhere (laughs) for that. For manly affection. Yes. And at first it really, I don't want to say it wasn't bad because obviously it was that it was sinful, but I would never, I wouldn't take it very far. I just wanted to know that I was going to say men, but they were, they were boys. I just wanted to know that boys wanted me. Mm -hmm. Like, and not even like, I didn't even want it to be like a sexual thing. I just had to know that they wanted to like talk to me. They wanted to be around Mm -hmm. me. And, um, in high school I was pretty cute. So it was really easy to get that (laughs) attention. (laughs) Um, and then that obviously was just ended up big spiral effects going on there of looking for that and then once a guy would start pursuing me me just like cold shouldering and um actually there was the the, when it started to be taken farther it was because one guy actually said something to me about it and I was like you know in high school and Mm -hmm. you can't you can't be what they call you. Yeah. <laughs> so you, forever. Yeah. You're stupid. Yeah. So I decided to do something about it and take it that unfortunate step further. Oh, yeah. Um, and that, I mean, it didn't. When I think back on it, there was a lot of things that I was doing that I shouldn't have been doing. Um, and it's so crazy to, it's so crazy to think about it now and just see how many times God had just like steered me away redirected from that. yeah uh like there i mean man i should have gotten suspended and arrested mm-hmm. so many times <laughs> we we would we would we were we were not good kids we would take <laughs> alcohol into school and we would skip class to smoke weed and do all those sorts of things um and all through this no one was talking to me about Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember there's actually uh, this girl. Her name was Sarah. And she is, uh, gee, what grade does she teach? I think she's a first grade teacher now at the school where I grew up. But no, it wasn't Sarah. It was Hannah. She was she was a Christian. And she lived. she grew up with her grandma. And I remember always being so envious of her. Because she really didn't have very many friends. Because she was like the only Christian there. Mm-hmm. And she didn't. But. Everybody liked her, but there just weren't very many people who hung oh, out with her. She just was so She apart. was so happy all mm. of the time. And mm. I remember just watching her walk down the hallway and just, like, hating her. Why are you so happy? <laughs> yeah, and I would just be like, man. You don't have as many friends as I do. Why oh, are you and so that's happy? exactly what yeah. I would do. I'd be like, I've got this guy who's, mm-hmm. like, the hottest guy in the school. Yeah. We're going out tonight, and you're, you don't have that. You don't have these friends that I have, and we're doing all this fun. Yeah. I'm doing air quotations, fun, fun things. <laughs> and I, like, knew that I felt empty inside, but that was one big thing that I just couldn't admit. Yeah. Um, not yet. Not yet, not yet. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the friends that I was hanging out with, we things got worse obviously as we progressed into the next year of high school 
And so my parents, um, we had to talk about it and they asked if I would go to school somewhere else and it was at the local Christian school. And I don't know why I said yes, but I did. Because <laughs> um, you really knew that you needed <laughs> something else. Well, I, yeah, well, and that's what, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, God. Looking back <laughs> on me now, I should have been like, uh, no, you yeah. can't make me do that. Yeah. But I, I mean, I went and it really wasn't, it wasn't great. Um, I knew a few people who went to school there. My, one of my really good friends growing up, uh, went to school there, so I knew him, but it was kind of like the same, the same thing there. I take that back. It was worse there. So at my other high school, I got really good grades. I was a good student. I was just doing bad things on the side. (laughs) And so my teachers liked me. I liked going to school. Um, and then when I went to the Christian school, I was doing the things that I was doing at my public school, but the teachers didn't like me because I was from public school, (laughs) because I was from public school. And I had multiple people, multiple teachers from that school tell me that they thought that I was a bad influence even when I wasn't. I mean, when I went there, I actually tried Mm -hmm. because I knew that it was expensive and that my parents were paying for it. Well, and you knew that your parents sent you there because they wanted you to get your chiz together. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I, and that was, so that was one thing, like, when, when we, um, I was asked not to come back at the end of the year and it, it was, the principal had said, um, it was because of the influence that I had on people. And when I heard that, I, he, and he couldn't really give me, he didn't give me a reason reason for it, just the influence that I had. Mm -hmm. And I, and I didn't feel like I had an influence one way or the other, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was like, after being okay, going into a Christian school after not what's at all living that lifestyle or being a part of it, um, I went into it and then just found another reason not to want to be in it. Yeah. And, um... Well, that just makes you feel like, what's the point? I didn't do anything. How could I ever measure up to this God's standard? Exactly. Well, and and at that... The attitude that I had back then was just probably a typical teenager. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people now, if you told me I can't do something, I would do it to a fuller extent than what you expected. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, like, someone saying... Like, I couldn't come to that school because I was a certain thing. It made me just be like, well, I'm going to become that thing. Mm-hmm. Instead of mm-hmm. instead of taking it and yeah. being better because of it, I yeah. would be like, I'm going to... To this day, I one of the teachers one of the teachers saw us at the store, me and my husband, and my husband went to that school, um, saw us, and when he was talking to my husband, Cody, and when um, he looked at me like, aren't you going to introduce me? And when Cody goes, oh, you remember Charity... He, he said, oh my gosh, Charity. Like, people still see me and they're like, how are you not in prison? <laughs> um, or just, like, <clears throat> how'd you not become a, a teenage pregnancy? For real. Yeah. Um, but we do talk about this in the next podcast, too. So if it seems like we're, like, <clears throat> covering things again, I went to school with Charity, too. Yes. Um, we didn't really talk to each other, but we go over that yeah. in my testimony, too, I think. At the so. Christian school, I literally talked to no one. I talked to um, the guy that I knew growing up. Only and then and I, his friends. And, yeah. then, and then, yeah, and then I 
had one other friend that was a guy that didn't try to date me until later in life. <laughs> and that was, I like clung oh, they to him. they were trying to date you. You just weren't aware. <laughs> I see. Well, that's it right there. <laughs> it's completely unaware of anything that happened at that school. Because apparently I was a bad influence. Um, <laughs> but no, so we, I ended up leaving there. I contacted my old school, which my parents didn't want me to go back to. Um, and I had looked up a program where you could graduate early through the local college and still get a diploma and not a GED. And the school that I, the public school I had gone to, if they paid for me to go out there, they got a huge tax break. So they decided that that was something that they would be willing to do. Uh, so I went, I went out there and I was going to school out there and I graduated and then I continued, just did a continuation of college out there. And while I was doing that, I was still 15 or I hadn't, yeah, I was 15. Um, I was 15 and so I was still working and waiting for my friends to graduate so that we could go mm-hmm. live college life, you know, all together because my parents wouldn't. Can't go without them. Well, and my parents wouldn't let me leave when I was oh, 15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> my daughter's only five and I'm like, 10 years from now? No way. <laughs> I 20 years from now? I don't no even way. want, yeah, I don't even want Luca to leave Ever. for college when she's 18. Um, but so I was working at a local grocery store just saving money for when I would leave and um, one of the guys that I had gone to the public high school with who had graduated um, he came in and I knew that he had a bad reputation um, but he asked if I wanted to hang out and for some stupid reason I said yes <laughs> sure <laughs> and I remember very clearly because I knew his reputation and I didn't even like I hadn't gotten away from drinking or doing those sorts of things I just wasn't doing them as much because I wasn't actually going to the same high school as my friend so I was working and I wouldn't go to the parties that they were going to um but I remember saying to him I'll hang out with you as long as there's no drugs or alcohol involved and I don't know why I said that <laughs> because that was who I was yeah <laughs> um and he was he said sure that's fine and um apparently well, he didn't do that so because anyway. you knew it was bad you knew it was wrong you were yeah trying to Straighten up. <laughs> the narrow way. Yeah. Um, Without God. Yeah. That's hard. That's impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we will be getting to. Yes. Um, so we ended up hanging out and um, we ended up getting, we actually hung out a lot and dated for a long time, ended up getting engaged. And he was uh, a little over four years older than me. So I was 15 and he was 19. And actually, I remember on our first date, he bought me this t-shirt that said barely legal. I was like, that's really inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> really inappropriate and appropriate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but we ended up getting engaged and moving in together. There was a lot of issues with him and my parents and me being underage, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the things that we were doing. Um, I actually remember a few times where I would get in fights with my mom and dad and I would go sleep at his house and, um, they would call me the next morning saying, you have to, we we aren't going to let you move out of our house, but if you're going to be staying there, then we are going down to the courthouse and you guys are getting married so that this isn't happening this way. (laughs) And I was like, uh, no. (laughs) So there was a few nights where I would come home at my curfew, which was midnight, I would come home at midnight, knock on the door so that my mom and dad knew I was there, but then sleep in my car in the driveway because I didn't want to see them. And then as soon as they would get up and go to work, I would just drive back to his house. 
Jeez. So I just wasn't <laughs> sleeping there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I turned 18, the thing that I did was move into his house. Um, uh, it was a abusive relationship, all those things. And that was where I kind of got God back a little bit on my way to work one day. I was listening to the radio and it happened to be Caleb. And I don't know why it was on. Or it was on at work, that's right. It was Mm -hmm. on at work the day before. And then I turned it on for whatever reason. Because it's positive and encouraging. Yeah. (laughs) So I kept it on and I had just been listening to it and I hadn't started reading Bible or anything like that, but I had just been listening to this music. And then when Charlie and I went to town together, finally like a week later, um, I left it on and I remember him like think I could I could tell obviously when he he was thinking about mm-hmm. what I was listening to and then the second time that we were in the car together after that and I still had it on he uh turned it off and he said what is this I was like what's what mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like what is this music is this like a real thing and his mom is a really strong Christian as well mm-hmm. um, he said is this a real thing is this is this something that you're doing now and I was like I don't know I don't know why why it's on or what I'm doing <laughs> I don't know and um after that I just stopped listening to it mm. instead of trying to find out why I was doing yeah. it and then our relationship got worse and worse and we ended up um, we would always separate and then I would always just come right back mm-hmm. and I remember praying one night if this is if if you're real and I need to leave, just do whatever you need to do. I don't care mm-hmm. what it is, just do whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. The very next day, it all hit the fan. And um, God did whatever he had to God do. God did whatever he needed to do, and it was, I mean, we got in we got in a physical fight. I found out he was cheating on me. All of these things happened just in, like, in, like seriously, looking back on it, I can see the whole day playing out in slow-mo. But this whole scenario was like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like five minutes. Um, and so I ended up moving back with my mom and dad. And even though I prayed that prayer, I didn't follow up with it after that happened. Mm-hmm. I knew in the back of my you mind. You didn't like put it together. Yeah. Like... Well, and, well, and I did. I knew, I knew that that's what it was, but I wasn't ready. Yeah. Like I wasn't ready for that to be real. Yeah. Um... So then I met my husband shortly after that breakup. Um, I went to Hawaii for quite a while, and I was planning on moving there. <clears throat> and I was just drinking all the time there, obviously, and my excuse was, I just broke up with my fiancé. Yeah. Um, and I called my mom one, one day when I was there, and I said, I have to come home. I am so sick of being drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, okay. You have to be drunk in Hawaii. You <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> you don't. That, yes. Advice. Yeah. You go to Hawaii. There's more to do than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I am actually really ashamed of that trip and how long I was there and how much of it I spent doing nothing. You're like, I don't even remember <laughs> half of it. I, I remember a lot of it and it, none of it was good. Good memories. So. No. Um, so I ended up coming back. And when I came back, um, my friend Jake just randomly uh, messaged me on Facebook. And he said, I haven't seen you in so long. I'm going to be at the basketball courts. Basketball courts are up the road from my parents' house. He said, I'm going to have a friend there. You should come tonight. You should bring a friend. I was like, okay. So I called my friend Sarah, who I was in Hawaii with. And she had come back home also. Um, and we went to the basketball courts. And 
we had gone there with the intentions of going home with someone. Um, and Cody, my husband, was Jake's friend that he had brought. And I, I didn't know him, but I knew that it was going to be Cody who was there because Jake had told me that. And so I was talking up this guy to Sarah because I was saying, like, all these things about this guy that I didn't even know. And when we got there, um, they were playing basketball, and we were just kind of there to observe, I guess, because they didn't invite us to play. And uh, Cody... They were just, you were just there so they could show off. <laughs> yes. Well, and that Cody, um, he was... he's. He's a good basketball player, but he was not a good basketball player that night. <laughs> and he was just, he hadn't made anything that whole time we were there. And he turned around when he had the ball, and it was a th- it was at the three, the three-pointer. So that was cool back then. <laughs> I don't know. Is that still cool? I don't know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, we don't want basketball. <laughs> so he was at, I remember he was at the three-point line, and he goes, Charity, this one's for you. And he sunk it. And I, I turned to Sarah, and I said, I changed my mind. I have dibs on him. <laughs> that was mine. That was mine. And he didn't make another basket the whole night. Um. <laughs> it was destiny. It was destiny. It was fate. Yeah. Um, God's so. like, sorry, that's all I can give you. Yes. <laughs> I didn't deserve anything else. Um, but no, so they ended up coming back to my house when we were, when they were done playing basketball. Because Sarah and I, my parents were gone. And we were planning on drinking that night, so we just invited them over. And Cody came over, and we um, sat on the porch with a bottle of Sailor Jerry's, and we spent every day together after that until he went to boot camp because he had joined the Marine Corps. Um, And we had never really planned on dating. Uh, When he came back, though, and he kept writing. We would write letters every day, and when he came the last couple letters he sent me were saying, like, when I come back, I have something that I need to talk to you about. Um, and as stupid as I was, I didn't ever think that it was going to be wanting a relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when he came back, he took me on this super fancy date and uh, just said that he wanted... He kept calling me, like, my girl. We went we went, and we went to a party at Jake's house because Jake joined the military with him. And all of our friends were there, and he kept calling me, like, my girl and so when we went outside uh, I was like why do you keep calling me that (laughs) and he goes well aren't you my girlfriend (laughs) I was like oh I don't I don't know sure I was like well do I need to like formally ask you (laughs) you're like well don't just assume buddy (laughs) well I was like uh I don't I don't know he goes well how about we're just dating I was like okay how about we're dating baby steps yes so we started dating, and he was gone. Long story short, got married. Um, and when we very long story short, very yeah. long story short, yes. <laughs> when we um, got married, I obviously had to move because he was in the military. So I ended up moving to California. And when I got there, um, I mean, our entire relationship. When we first got together, we didn't have a relationship. We were just sleeping together, and. So when we got together and we actually started dating, I wanted it to be different. Yeah. <laughs> so I did a lot of things differently and a lot of the sex stuff went away when we got serious and then when we got married, we had to bring it all back again. And mm-hmm. um, He was gone most of the time that we were dating. Um, he was, I think we dated for like a year and a half and out of that year and a half, we saw each other for a total face-to-face of a month. Mm-hmm. 
So we really didn't know. We really didn't know that much of each other. Because when you're on the yeah. phone, you're talking about what happened that day. Mm-hmm. Not, like, life things. Not, like, yeah. And, Deep. Um, yeah. Things. Yeah. And so when I moved, we didn't really know each other. And, I mean, we were both a thousand miles away from our family. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we did. We had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. And I remember when we got married, um, my mom and dad they were trying to tell me that they kept saying like the first year is going to be so hard That's and you're, when you and really you're moving out who each other are. Yeah. yeah and um they just said we just want to make sure that you guys are sure of what you're doing and moving to california because i mean if it doesn't work we're gonna have to come and move you back <laughs> and i was like oh my gosh we're so in love this doesn't even matter It'll be fine. I, it was like one week and i called my mom and i said can what i come did home i need to come home and she i called her probably like probably once or twice a week telling her mm-hmm. i wanted to come home and she's like, no. best advice she ever gave me was just wait a year, <laughs> try for one year. And, um, a lot of things happened in that one year. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> things got really bad at one point and we had a friend who went to a church down there and he was a real piece of work before he started going to church. Um, and when he started going to church, I had never seen anyone like that. I had never seen someone with a bad history coming to Christ. Everyone yeah. that I knew that like, was my after friends, the fact or something. Well, it, they had yeah. just grown up in it, yeah. and they were always in it. Yeah. Um, and things got really bad at work one day. And Cody, my husband, he had been a Christian. Uh, he just wasn't following it, but he was really knowledgeable about it. And um, Cody called John, uh, our friend who went to church, and he said, I just really need you to come over and pray with charity and like that thinking back on it now like that it's such a where cody's at now thinking back on that i don't even know Mm -hmm. how he got so far away from that but um what in the world (laughs) so john came over and we talked and prayed about what was happening at work and and i mean the whole time that he was praying i'm sitting there like shut up (laughs) (laughs) i need you to fix my problem yeah yeah um and he we said, need a quick fix, please. Yes. And he said, uh, I think you guys should come to church with me. And I didn't want to, but it was Easter, so we were planning on doing like the Easter brunch thing anyway. Mm-hmm. So we went what to. What better the, day to go yeah. to church than Easter? <laughs> and we went to the Rock Church in San Diego. And if you don't know who Pastor Miles is, you need to look him up and you need to start listening to his sermons because he is freaking amazing. Yeah. And he, I mean, he stutters through it, and he is funny, and sometimes it takes him a while to make some sense out of what he's trying (laughs) to say, but he is anointed, and he has a message, and I went on Easter, and um, it was, I mean, it's an experience to go to a holiday service at The Rock. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they had a ballet come and do an interpretive dance in ballet of the resurrection mm. and the crucifixion, and it was so beautiful. Yeah. So obviously after that, I loved Very the ballet. Touching. We went back, <laughs> <laughs> and before we went back, um, I was talking to Cody. Just I had so many questions about what it meant, like what those things meant, and that's how it's sad to think about. I went to church up until I was like twelve or thirteen ish, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know what. No one had taken the time to even tell me what it meant. God to do that 
Yeah. Like, and what it meant to be saved. Do it? Why did we need him yeah. to do it? Yeah. And no one had told me what it meant to be saved mm. or how you did that, yeah. what that looked like. And yeah. so I was talking to Cody about it when we were making dinner one night. And um, I remember he was telling me about how, like, there's this huge celebration. He was talking about the spiritual war and how when you, you accept Christ, there's this huge celebration that happens. And the way that Cody's face lit up and how excited he got when he was telling me about that made me want to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, and that night I went to bed thinking about this huge celebration that Cody told me about and thinking about John, this guy who was just so horrible before. And, I mean, he... He um, he got his wings in the military. So anybody who knows anything about the military or anything about getting your wings knows that it is a very, very lengthy process and a very hard process. He was so devoted to God that he gave up his wings when he got them. I mean, he did all of that work and he gave mm-hmm. them up because he decided that he wanted to go the chaplain route and try to be a pastor when he was mm-hmm. out. Um, that has to be something pretty important. Yeah. yeah. And I saw, I saw that and I just saw this joy that he had and these friendships that he had after he started going to church and I was like okay I I need this (laughs) and so we went to church and I was thinking of how like empty I felt when we were going and that sermon was on joy and how outside of God you can be happy but you will never experience true joy Joy, and I like that just gave me the chills (laughs) (laughs) um when they got to the end of the service, he always says, if you want to accept God, because it's a huge church in Southern California. Mm-hmm. says, so if you want to accept God, um, everybody close their eyes, stand up, say this prayer. And so I remember telling John, like, I want to, I want to say this prayer. And, um, so John actually prayed with me. And, uh, one of the issues, obviously, growing up was that I never felt like I had my dad there. I never felt like I had a dad. Even at that point, I mean, me and my dad really weren't talking. I mean, to this day, we still, we have a very rocky relationship. relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I always wanted that feeling of like, just having that fatherly love. And John was hugging me as he was praying over me. And that, I felt like it, John's younger than me, Mm -hmm. but it felt like he was my dad. Mm -hmm. Like it was I didn't like want to let go because, yeah, yeah, God was hugging me through, through him, him and giving yeah. me, like, that fatherly, like, just telling me, mm-hmm. you're mine. Mm-hmm. Like, I am your dad. You, uh, you have a father. Yes. That's perfect. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of just, we, Cody ended up getting out of the military Few few years after that, um, four years-ish after mm-hmm. that. And uh, we had Luca, our oldest daughter in California. We ended up moving back to Oregon. And, um, I was going to church, but I wasn't really doing anything outside of that. So I still really didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you're still just kind of getting to know God. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, well, what and he wants of his... not even really that, like I would really pay attention mm-hmm. at church, but I wouldn't seek it at yeah. home after that. Yeah. Um, and then there was, um, our husband's dad, our, their dad committed suicide a year after we were here. Mm-hmm. And after that, we went to church the following Sunday after that happened. And the sermon was, they sang songs that were his, their dad's yeah, favorite song. Yeah. They had a scripture that was his favorite scripture. The guy who did the sermon spoke about the people that he works with and um, 
just the tragedies that they had gone through, which were the exact same things that their dad had gone through. Mm-hmm. And it just felt so, just the same thing that happened in California with the sermon being on joy. It was exactly It so was the same thing. And so at that point, I was like, okay, this is real, and I need to figure out what it is. <laughs> like, I really need to figure yeah, out what it like, is. I need to start being wholehearted. Yeah. And so Kathy... And then, like, the yeah. following year, our church did a whole, a whole year of being exactly, wholehearted. Yeah. So Kathy and I, uh, they ended up saying that they wanted to try, like, a not a membership thing, but they wanted they wanted people to be wholehearted. Yeah. And so they gave you uh, two challenges. And one was to go to, uh, the first one was to go to Compass Class. And that's where you go and you figure out what the church is about, um, how you fit into a role at the church, what your spiritual gifts are, all those sorts of things. So Kathy and I went to that. And then at the end of that, the challenge at the end of the Compass Class was that um, if you consider yourself a member of the church, then you would come six straight Sundays without missing. Mm-hmm. And then we did that, and we have, I mean, it's five years later. Not five yeah. years, three years later. How It's been years. <laughs> and we three years, rarely, yeah. rarely ever miss a Sunday if we, mm-hmm. if it's, unless it's due to sickness or sometimes like during the summer we take family vacations. Yeah, um, but very rarely. And Kathy and I are very involved in the church now, and... I mean, it's yeah, it's definitely wholehearted. Completely ter- yeah, and it transformation, man. Yeah. Um, took three years though. Yeah, yeah, yes. And we're That's, still not all the way there. I was there. gonna say it's it was just like a year ago that I started volunteering. Mm-hmm. I think maybe even not a year. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know, but it's uh, it's. I used to hear people say like you have to you have to study. You have to study to want to study more. And mm-hmm. I would be like, that's so redundant. And that's, that's a lie. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> but that is so true. Mm-hmm. The more that I read something, the more I want to read it. And mm-hmm. even now, I mean, it's been, I've been a Christian for yeah. about six years, but wholehearted for about three. Mm-hmm. Um, really pursuing it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm tr- currently reading through the whole Bible again. And I have been in Genesis chapters 1 through 3 for two weeks now. Yeah. And I just keep rereading it and finding something new. And mm-hmm. like that. And that's what it's making me do. Yeah. It's making me want to just camp out in like one Yeah. And like chapter. write out and notes for yes. each chapter. Yeah. I, like I want to take out like the one mm-hmm. verse and just pick apart every single word that's in that yeah. verse. Mm-hmm. And that is not something that I ever would have wanted. I, Looking back on my life. Yeah. And where I am now. Like, if someone was to go back and be like, this is this is your life in yeah, 10 years, yeah. I'd be like, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, I would never do that. I would that never. sounds like the worst thing ever. Exactly. Because when you're living in the world, reading the Bible sounds like, mm-hmm. I don't, you don't understand it, you don't get it. Yeah. And, like, people, especially when new Christians, they expect to, like, get saved and then be like, Okay, now I'm going to read the Bible, and it's all going to make sense to me. And yeah. it actually does Or it's all, you're not going to have any issues. You're not going to yeah. have any problems. Mm-hmm. I've had more problems now. <laughs> I have more problems. Everything but... is going to be hunky-dory. Yeah. And it really, it's like, unless you show God that you want, you truly want to be intentional, and that you, like, take, you all it does, all it, you have to do is, like, take five minutes. Start with five minutes. Be like, okay, I'm going to take these five minutes to read a scripture. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, try and do it a little bit more. Or the next week, try and do it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But if you just consistently do it, you'll, and you pray, and you know, ask for God's 
you know, wisdom and for mm-hmm. him to tell you what he's trying to tell you through his word, then you're going to want it more and more and more and mm-hmm. more. And yeah, now I, now I need it. Yeah. <laughs> like we're, I, I mean, you always need it, but I didn't realize my need for it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, whoa, I, if I want to be a good mom, <laughs> I need that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If I don't get my back out in the morning, <laughs> yeah. it's not a good it's night. Not good. No. <laughs> no. At least I got to pray and read one scripture at least. Yeah. Or else it's like, I just am not a good person. Gotta get like a mantra going. Yeah, especially when you're so tired and it's like you can't do anything in your own strength at this point in life. It's like, you gotta have that or else it's like you're just fresh pickings for Satan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it also you end up hurting your kids and your husband and the, you know, they're we in the are line in of fire. years. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. No, that, yeah. So. But that's a a little bit it's a little bit of me yeah just a little bit oh but our husbands did end up gradually pulling away from the church as we were pulling closer to the church irony at its best but Mm -hmm. um i don't think we would be as close to god right now if it wouldn't have happened that way but we're not sure why Mm -hmm. well and i husbands if you ever listen to this maybe you can tell us why love you and we love you no matter what (laughs) anyways well and that's why i always i always say i wonder because even when like in california i i wasn't drawing close on my own because cody was so knowledgeable that i would just come to him with my questions so i was making him an idol Mm -hmm. and so sometimes i wonder like god was like "Mm, charity i really need you to just come to me so i'm gonna take cody away for a while yeah yep Oh, that's uh, our cue. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to listen to part two. Yes. And we will see you guys later. Bye. <laughs>